of light himself and other people, friends, loved ones. From the photos alone, it seemed like he'd had a good life, a life filled with companionship. Now it was over, of course. There was no camera and light anymore, just an empty shell on the carpet. Crime scenes, Valkyrie reflected, were rather depressing places. She looked over at Skullduggery as he sprinkled the powder into the air. It was called rainbow dust because of the way any residual traces of magic in an area would change its color. This time, however, the powder remained the same color as it drifted all the way down to the floor. Not one trace, he muttered. Although the couch was obscuring her view of the body, Valkyrie could still see one foot. Cameron Light had been wearing black shoes and grey socks with worn elastic. He had a very white ankle. Valkyrie stepped to the side so the foot was out of view. A bald man with broad shoulders and piercing blue eyes joined them in the room. Detective Crooks is nearby, Mr. Bliss said. If you are caught at a crime scene... He didn't finish. He didn't have to. We're going, Skullduggery said. He pulled on his coat and wrapped his scarf around the lower half of his skull. We appreciate you calling us in on this, by the way. Detective Crooks is unsuited to an investigation of this nature, Bliss responded. Which is why the sanctuary needs you and Miss Kane to return to our employ. There was a slight hint of amusement in Skullduggery's voice. I think Turid Guild might disagree with you there. Nevertheless, I have asked the Grand Mage to meet with you this afternoon, and he has promised me he will. Valkyrie raised an eyebrow, but said nothing. Bliss was one of the most powerful men alive but he also happened to be one of the scariest. He still creeped her out. Gil said he talked to us, Skullduggery asked. It's not like him to change his mind about something like that. Desperate times, was all Bliss said. Skullduggery nodded and Valkyrie followed him outside. Despite the grey skies, he slipped a pair of sunglasses into place above his scarf, hiding his eye sockets from passers-by, if there were any passers-by. The weather, it seemed, was keeping most sensible people indoors. Four victims, Skullduggery said. All teleporters. Why? Valkyrie buttoned her coat, struggling a little. Her black clothes had saved her life more times than she wanted to count, but every move she made reminded her that she had grown since Ghastly Bespoke made them for her, and she wasn't twelve anymore. She'd had to throw away her boots because they'd gotten too small, and buy a regular pair in an ordinary average shop. She needed Ghastly to change from a statue back to a man and make her a new outfit. Valkyrie allowed herself a moment to feel guilty about being so selfish, then got back to business. Maybe Cameron Light, along with the other teleporters, did something to the killer, and this is his, or her, revenge. That's theory one. Anything else? Maybe... The killer needed something from them? Like what? I don't know, teleporter stuff? So why kill them? Maybe it's one of those items where you have to kill the owner to use it, like the scepter of the ancients. And so we have theory two. Or maybe the killer wanted something that one of them had, so he was just working his way through the teleporters until he found whoever had it. Now that's a possibility. And so becomes Theory 2, Variation B. 
I'm glad you're not making this needlessly complicated or anything, Valkyrie muttered. A black van pulled up beside them. The driver got out, looked up and down the street to make sure no one was watching and slid open the side door. Two cleavers stepped out and stood silently, dressed in grey, faces hidden behind visored helmets. They each held a very long scythe. The last occupant of the van emerged and stood between the cleavers, wearing slacks and a matching blazer, with a high forehead and a goatee beard pointing down in an effort to give himself a chin. Remus Crux observed Skullduggery and Valkyrie with a disdainful expression. Oh, he said. It's you. He had a curious voice, like a spoiled cat whining for its dinner. Skullduggery nodded to the cleavers on either side of him. I see you're going incognito today. <laughs>